Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just, Just Gooey Things. things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Gooey Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 79, and we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So for those that are new to the podcast, I'm Rebecca. I'm Lily. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Lily. And we read scary stories. So typically, um, we read. We have a we have a podcast episode every week, and we discuss different topics on anything paranormal. So UFOs, cryptids, aliens, conspiracies. You name it, we talk about it. But for the past 79 days, if you can't tell by the title, uh, we have quarantine spooky story specials. So I read five scary stories. She reads five scary stories that we find online. We discuss it. You freak out over it. We freak out over it. And it's just a good old time. It's like it's like a big sleepover every single day. Yes, I love it. Because I'm currently wrapped up in my blanket because it's cold in my basement. Lily, I'm assuming, is in her pajamas because I can't see her right now. Oh, I absolutely am in my pajamas. Um, yeah, it's just a good old time with some good old friends. I love that. That's our new. That's our new slogan. We are just the, uh, we are just the never-ending sleepover. That's what this quarantine spooky story special is. Yes. Okay. So without further ado, Lily is going to start with the first encounter, and I am going to uh, undo my sparkling cider, cider seltzer. I can't talk. But ASMR. Okay. This first one is called, I didn't really believe my house was haunted until last week. Now I think they're out to get me. Ooh. I've been staying in my dad's house the past couple of weeks because of the pandemic. And last week he was going on a fishing trip. So I was here by myself. It's a pretty old house in the middle of nowhere and was originally part of a spiritualist resort. Ooh. People used to perform seances in my living room and con- to contact relatives who died in the Civil War. I've never really believed in all of that, but ever since my parents bought this place some 20-odd years ago, weird things have always happened that have led me to question if it's actually real or not. I could make a whole other post about those things, but they're all pretty mundane and normal ghosty-type stories that you hear about all the time. None of these things had ever happened to me, but they're convincing enough that I've sort of tentatively believed that this house is haunted. Until last week, that is. Now, my dad has always maintained that the ghosts here are friendly. I think, on the whole, I might agree with him, but I'm not totally sure how much they like me. It started out with slightly confusing occurrences that could be attributed to any number of things. We have three cats. The oldest one always stays inside at night, but the other two are avid hunters and only come inside during the summer once every day or so. I always lock everything up before I go to bed, especially in the past couple of weeks when it's been extremely windy. However, four mornings in a row, I woke up to find all three cats sleeping at the foot of my bed. Maybe I left a window open? Maybe there was a crack in the door? I didn't see any evidence of this, and I was always careful, but again could have been anything so i didn't think much of it on the fifth morning when the cats were not on my bed i instead woke up to a pillowcase covered in fingernail peelings ew um both my hands and feet had bright red polish on the nails and were still fully intact so i knew it couldn't have been me picking at my own nails while i was asleep again weird but nothing too indicative of ghosts 
maybe some prank of my brother's that I just hadn't discovered until that morning, even though I hadn't seen him previously, though you'd think you'd notice something like that. When I woke up on the sixth morning, the dead-bolted attic door in my room was wide open and the chair that is usually in front of it was laying on its side. When I got out of bed, I found that all of the lights in every room of the house except for mine had been turned on during the night, some of which I thought were purely decorative, couldn't find the switch for, and had to wait until my dad was back so he could turn them off. The front door was wide open, and there was what appeared to be the outline of a person in some kind of white powder on the carpet of the mudroom. The rest of that day was just as weird. After cleaning up and putting the things back in order, I discovered that the bag of bagels that I had been slowly working my way through was now covered in mold. When I sat down to do some work later in the day, a photograph on the mantelpiece literally flew across the room and landed about 10 feet away. By this point, I was extremely freaked out and I ended up spending the night downstairs with the lights on, not letting the cats that I had forced inside out of my sight for fear of being alone. I put the Back to the Future movies on as a distraction and to keep me awake and, oh, as a distraction and to keep me awake. And it was about halfway through the second one when the footsteps started. At first, they were soft, so I thought they could just be the cats who were pacing by the door. But then it became clear that a man's heavy footsteps and a woman's clicking heels were walking up and down the staircase, occasionally going into one of the bedrooms. From the living room couch, I had a clear view of the stairs, and I never saw anything, even while I could distinctly hear the sounds of people on them. The whole night, all three cats continued to pace in front of the door, meowed, and clearly wanted out. So did I, for that matter, but I wasn't going to be left alone in there. I kept turning the volume on the TV up to try to drown out the noises, but I heard them in the background the rest of the night. The footsteps only stopped when the cats finally settled down when it started to get light outside. I refused to go upstairs or leave the safety of the presence of my cats until my dad got home later that day and deemed it okay. He brushed everything off as just the original owner's name messing with you. Um, and he told me not to worry, but I could tell he was lying. He's told me all of his ghost stories from over the years, and they were never so directed at him or anyone else. This felt like a personal attack, meant to slowly unsettle me over the course of the week, and I worry about what they will do in the future. Even though nothing has happened since, I'm still super freaked out. Whatever that stuff was, I don't think I want to stay here alone anytime soon. The end. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff that to unpack there, but I have mm-hmm. to immediately talk about the peeling of the nail polish. Right? And I like how this person was like, yeah, no, but it didn't, still didn't seem like a ghost. Like, what, what else what could have happened? happened? I, but that is just disgusting on more than just, like, it, just being, like, weird, spooky, kooky, ooky. Mm-hmm. If I see any sort of nail clippings, nail polish being like chippings anywhere near me where I'm sleeping, no thanks. No thanks. Like at least clean up after yourself, ghosts. It's okay if you, you know, you need to redo your nails, live your truth. But don't be putting it near where I'm sleeping. It was in the bedroom, right? Did that happened? Yeah. Yeah, no. That's Yeah, so, I would want nothing to do with that. So that's just one of my like pet peeves. Like when you see nail clippings on the floor, like Clip your nails 
and throw out the clippings? Why are you just throwing it on the carpet or wherever you're throwing it and not putting it in the garbage? Maybe it's something that they used to use in the seances, like to summon someone. Whoa. That's... What? Right, like, we need three fingernail clippings of a virgin. And then, some weird shit like that. Like, okay, that's not... Okay, yeah, that makes sense, but that's also really fucked up. Really fucked up. Yeah. Hmm. All right. But yeah, you, the fingernail clippings, the 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 heels, and the sh- men's shoes on the stairs—it's just all spooky, spooky, Do you think it was residual, or do you think it's intelligent? I think it's intelligent. Okay. I think it knows what it's doing. Yeah. Just trying to make itself known. Yeah. Okay. My next story is titled "Northeastern Afghanistan Shadow Patrols." My unit deployed a while back to the Middle East and tasked out almost everywhere. My section of CH-47 helicopter mechanics was attached to assist in maintenance on a relatively remote base on the northeast of Afghanistan. We spent the whole summer and most of fall there, and almost my whole section had some kind of paranormal occurrences. Due to overcrowding and tents, five of us stayed far away from the main company in which I believe used to be the Fobbs Field Hospital. Working until after midnight, my only downtime was smoking cigarettes sitting on a rock outside the building we slept in. I would see these almost apparitions dressed in tribal garb nearly night, uh, nearly nighttime, but I wrote it off as my mind. One night, my friend joined me. He hears a noise, and we investigate only to see big, darting, fading shadows disappear from behind our building. There was nothing there when we followed, and there was no way out of the compound besides back from where we came. Our stuff would randomly fall off the bed, and occasionally I'd hear a growl. Became so creeped out if I was alone that I would just go back to sitting outside. I understand Afghanistan is the graveyard of empires, but has anyone else heard paranormal stuff from there? The end. I've never heard of anything paranormal from Afghanistan, but that's just because we don't live there. Yeah, we don't typically talk about, you know, the cultures and the history behind Afghanistan, but I definitely could imagine that there are some there's a lot of history, dark history, um dark spirits, nice spirits. I mean, just like in any other country, especially countries yeah. as old as Afghanistan. Now, you said there was growling? There was growling that they heard. Hell no. Which could easily be explained. as I don't know what type of animals are in Afghanistan, especially where they were located. But um, yeah, I'm. But if they're seeing these shadows um, and there's growling, I mean, you could make that connection that it is demonic or dark of any sort. That's absolutely the feeling that I get. Yeah, so I like looked at the comments to see if anyone had replied to this person. Mm-hmm. And they go... Um, I had a lot of paranormal experiences in northern Afghanistan last year. The field next to our camp was used as a mass grave by the Taliban in the 80s during the Soviet conflict. You would hear women screaming and men yelling, and in one of the towers, you would hear heavy boots running up the wooden stairs. Had something grab my leg in the middle of the night along the Hesco barriers and was about to shit myself, especially when nothing was there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Yeah. So, yeah, this definitely feels like some kind of patrol, I guess. Uh-huh. Just, and even in general, even if it's someone that passed away due to the warfare, that maybe mm-hmm. they're in distress, 
and they're just trying to get their story out and they're just trying to be heard. They need that closure to go to the other side, but they need someone to notice them perhaps. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different things that, there's so many different theories out there that, you know, could be applicable. Yeah. I mean, that that's the, I was, I was thinking about this the other day is when you pass away, you take all the story with you. Uh-huh. You know, so no one really knows. Yeah. Sorry, I just got really existential and like in my own brain, and I that had to was, share it with you. That was you. fucking deep as hell, Lily. I like it. Thank you. I'll be here all week, probably. <laughs> probably. I'll be here all quarantine. All right, Lily. What's your next story? All right, my next story is called the Night Boy. I'm not sure how to explain what happened in the last week. I'm not really a believer in the paranormal, but I'm not sure there is a rational explanation for this. About a week ago. I woke up to my sprinkler hitting my window. Realizing I set the timer wrong, I went outside to shut it off. There was a young boy who looked about six to eight years old, standing on the sidewalk, just staring at me. I said something like, hello, are you okay? He just looked at me. I reiterated, hello. Without moving or breaking eye contact, he says, I'm the night boy. The thing is, his voice sounded delayed, almost like it was two voices, one taking a split second after the other. I replied something like, are you lost? And he replies, no, I'm the night boy. Then turns around and walks down the street. I went in debating on calling someone or the police. I felt it had to be a dream or something. When I woke up, I checked the sprinkler timer. It was changed. This was not a dream. Since then, I've woken up every night multiple times, checking out my window every time. Last night, I woke up in the middle of the night looked out the window, and there he was, the night boy, staring right at me. He was looking directly at my bedroom window, into my eyes, even though it was pitch black in my room. He was at the same spot on the sidewalk as he was a week ago. I stepped away to grab my phone, and when I looked back out the window, he was gone. When I went outside to check, I moved a bowl I used to feed stray cats to a different spot to ensure I wasn't dreaming. This morning, I woke up, went outside, and yep, the bowl was moved. I'm not sure what I should do. Could this just be a boy from town? Would he? Why would he be out alone in the middle of the night? Why would he speak in such an odd way? Why would he just be staring into my pitch black window? Has anyone had a similar experience with the night boy? Any advice or suggestions would be great. Thanks. Um, run? <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Like, oh, what? The night boy yeah. is so mysterious. There were uh, there were some comments. I didn't see any comments that were saying like, "Oh yeah, like I've had the same experience." But I wonder if this is another case of a demon dis- like disguising himself <gasps> as a young kid to be more approachable. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, did they say anything about black eyes? Like, could this be like a black eyed kid sort of thing? Ooh, it could be. Especially if it was at night, it would be hard to see. Uh huh. That's the vibes I got. Okay, I like it. I love a good yeah. black-eyed children story. Those are we always freaky. Had, I don't think we've had one in the quarantine spooky story special. I think we have, like, one or two, but in, like, the way beginning, when we didn't think we were going to be here for 79 okay. days. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, weird, weird, weird story. And the fact that every day they try to kind of debunk this being a real a real experience and everything was just confirmed for this person that this is a being 
that's there. That's so scary. Mm -hmm. I'd rather it be a dream. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. All right. My next story is titled, My Shower Ghost Experience. Last night, something plucked a string on my ukulele, even though there is nothing even remotely near its string, so it got me thinking. There have been some weird things that have happened in my house, like locked doors opening and things slamming when I'm home alone, but I think this was the weirdest, and it only makes me think that this is a ghost even more, because I've woken up with scratches on my neck when I don't sleep with my small dog, my large dog can't get into my bed, and my cats live outside. A few years ago, I went to take a shower at night. My parents were home, and they were watching TV in the living room. I just hopped in and did what any other person does, but I wanted to save the hot water, so I would turn the, off the water while I was scrubbing. While I was washing my hair, scrubbing the sides of my head, I felt a hand be placed on the top of my head. It felt like an actual person's hand, and the bathroom was cold even though I had been using hot water. I immediately freaked out and whipped around to see if someone was behind me, and I just, sat, I just sat there staring at the wall behind me, then at the bathroom door. I couldn't scream, so I just waited for that weird feeling in the room to go away before I turned on the water and washed out my hair. I hurried back to my room, and I felt really gross after that. Part of me thinks it's a ghost, but I don't know since I've woken up with scratches on my chest and shoulders. Nothing else like this has happened, just stereotypical things like moving, locked doors opening, that kind of thing. And I'm kind of actually happy about that. The end. <laughs> well, I like the positivity. Yeah, like taking a nice spin, like, you know what? If this is what I'm dealing with, I guess it could be worse. Uh, yeah. But the scratches and the head being held is a big no from me, dog. Yeah, that scares me. That leads me to believe it's something darker. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's a demon, but mm -hmm. definitely a dark spirit that may have some malicious intent. I like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Be careful in your haunted bathroom. And watch out for your ukulele. Haunted ukulele. Classic. Absolutely a classic. All right, what's your next story, Lil? Okay, my next story is titled, Things Are Getting Progressively Weirder. So yeah, it's as the title says. I, a 25-year-old male, live with my partner, a 25-year-old female, and we live in a small house uh, with one bedroom with our flatmate, who's 23. At one point, things started getting weird. It started light with hearing things that weren't there, hearing someone talk, hearing someone walk, and feeling like someone was just watching us. As we were writing it off as nothing at first, we are both scientifically minded, but I do lean towards the occult somewhat. But then, one day, a collection of my father's pictures flew across the room. My partner was in the kitchen, and I was just leaving, uh, I was just leaving the room the picture was in. Our roommate was in their room across the hall where I, from where I was. Needless to say, my partner and I were spooked. We tried cleansing rituals, and things quieted down. Um, after a while, the strange sensations came back, and then a knife appeared in the kitchen out of thin air. I was measuring chicken breasts for my dinner, and I was putting the chicken back. I heard a, I heard a clutter on the floor, and bam, there it was. Later, we felt this overwhelming energy in the same spot, kind of a spot of really high localized gravity, and then things died down again. We, we recently drove to the Highlands to throw the knife away, 
Then afterwards, the house was cleansed and protected in depth. But these last few days, the bin of all things keeps clattering and slamming. This isn't even finished yet, so I'll see how things develop. I don't know. I just wanted to say this story without people thinking I'm mad for anything. The end. Hmm. So what would you, if you had to be the devil's advocate and say, okay, um, well, it's not paranormal. This is an explanation. What would you, what would you write it off as? Oh God, I don't know if I could. I mean, the knife appearing randomly and the energy, the random energy appearing right where the knife was like, that's weird. Uh Uh-huh. But I guess saying what they said about just intense gravity, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. No I'm not a scientist, major, but I, I don't think I've never heard of something like that personally. Yeah. And I don't get how this. I, it, I've never read anything like that. So I just think that it was a very strong spiritual energy that resides in that in, in that property. Yeah. Um, did it, did this person say that this happened, like, feeling this energy happened to anyone else or has happened more than once? Um, I think it seems, I mean, like, it's happened a few, like, there are a few occurrences here. Um, and they said that it started light with just, like, hearing footsteps or whatever, mm-hmm. hearing, vo- like, a distant voice or whatever. Okay. Um. So it seems that this thing is getting stronger then. Like, if it starts out with small footsteps, not really getting... There's some recognition there, but no real emotion of being scared by it. So it's kind of being ignored. It seems like the spirit wants to be known. And now is building off of whatever they're getting from this person. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. So hopefully it doesn't end up with anything aggressive or the knife being thrown or... Something that it can physically harm someone. Because just a knife randomly being placed somewhere when you know you didn't touch it is a very scary concept. Because if they could pick up a weapon like that, they could do something with that. Yeah. I mean, if they're not afraid, I I just, I don't know. I don't know. It, It doesn't seem like this spirit is afraid of making itself known because like the father's pictures are flying across and there's two people in the area mm-hmm. you know it seems like it wants to be known and it seems kind of aggravated yeah yeah well good luck <laughs> <laughs> okay my next story is titled this is why i started doing paranormal research this experience happened when i was 19 I was going to college but still living at my parents' house, and the first night it happened to me, I thought it was a dream. What had happened was I woke up on my futon and heard something breathing behind me in my bed. I even held my breath. It kept breathing. I was so scared I couldn't physically move. I was frozen, just listening. Eventually, I came to my wits and crawled out of my bed to my door, flipped on my light, and nothing. The next day, went to my bed at a normal time, 4 a.m. hit, woke up with no rhyme or reason. I didn't need to pee. It was like a sound woke me up. I laid in bed listening, and the breathing started. It froze me again. It was breathing heavy in my left ear as I laid on my right side, right in my ear. I was frozen. This lasted a minute or two. I couldn't move. Eventually, I rolled off my futon and scrambled for the floor, for the door and light. Nothing again. By the third night, I was terrified to sleep in my room. 
I was big into gaming at the time, stayed up until midnight. Figured I'd try and push it later so I could just sleep through whatever was happening in the middle of the night. I made it till 2 a.m., passed out. 4 a.m. hit, boom, wide awake. I heard the breathing again, it was right behind me. I knew I couldn't keep going like this, so I turned over. What I saw was a male figure, two feet floating above me. There oh, was God. a greenish white hue surrounding him. He had human eyes, no ears, and a smaller nose. He looked angry. This is a true story and why I do paranormal research as a hobby. Any thoughts? The end. Huh. Wow. I mean, imagine waking up in the middle of the night and you see someone floating over you. That shit's yeah. scary. And this is the typical situation that we talked about on the, the quarantine spooky story special where what if you turned around what would you see this is the answer yeah right those times you don't want to turn around you don't want to turn around you finally turn around and it's not that there's nothing there there is something there and it's floating above you and it's greenish whitish doesn't have ears just has human eyes and the small nose and looks angry like what it sounds like voldemort mm-hmm it does sound like a little Voldemort. bit. A little bit. If it, if the nose just were like two little holes on its face. Yeah. He shall who he who shall not be named. That's what we call my grandfather's uh, second wife. No, third wife. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's what they call. That's uh, my family. What they call um, my grandfather's second wife. Because she was a really. Fucking, oh, she was a fucking bitch. Fuck yeah, her. so was my grandfather's third wife. She was Fuck awful. So this her. is the one who locked me in the laundry room. Oh, yeah. Total bitch move. Bitch yeah, move. awful. But now, like, I was looking at some of the comments, and a lot of people were saying that um, this person may have been experiencing something called hypnopompic hallucinations, which hit during a wake-up process. So people report hearing voices, feeling phantom sensations, and people... Uh, that they see people or strange objects in their rooms. And uh, then they say that this is kind of like um, a form of sleep paralysis. And some people believe that spirits are responsible for sleep paralysis. So this could be a paranormal experience, um, but it's also, there's like also some scientific elements to it too. It's like a, self -gen it's a self generated hallucination. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. But, like, a couple people commented this and saying that, like, they've experienced something similar to this, and that is what they, they've concluded, is that it was this experience. They still believe that there was maybe some, like, spiritual kind of um, influence. Okay. Because it's, like, it, it does bring up the point. Why are you doing these sleep paralysis experiences? Is it always a negative? Why is it always something to do with a spirit looking at you or a ghost? Or, so... It kind of brings that point, too, but there is, like, some science behind it, like, psychologically, which I find interesting. Interesting. That's very interesting how it's kind of like a, like, the perfect storm of both paranormal and science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because science can't explain everything. So that, that percentage that science can't explain, what is it? It's not normal. It's paranormal. I like it. All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay. My next story is called, Did I Meet a Ghost? Let's so, see if you did. <laughs> it's a long story, but...
but I can't forget it ever. And it's honestly not that long of a story. So uh, <laughs> what does this all mean? It all started as a dream. In the dream, I was visiting my uncle and aunt. I had to house it for them while they were leaving. Everything was fine until a girl appeared out of nowhere looking at me. I was terrified at first, but she said she meant no harm. She explained to me that she was my uncle's sister and that she was trying to communicate with him. She told me that I don't know her because she passed away before I was born. Then she started walking me, walking towards me, and she said that she wanted to show me how she died. She touched my forehead, and I saw how she died. She died a horrible death. She got under big wheels, and it crushed her body. Mm. She screamed that she was murdered and has not forgiven the person who did it. I told her that I didn't want to see much more, and she stopped, and I woke up. It sounds like a freaky nightmare, right? It gets a whole level of scary next. I woke up thinking it was just a nightmare until I saw her sitting next to me smiling. The same girl in my dream was sitting there smiling. I stared at her in disbelief, uh, hoping it was still a dream, but it wasn't. She was looking back at me, looking me straight in the eyes. I screamed so hard and woke my parents up. The girl was now gone. I told my parents about what was going on and about the girl in my dream. My mom was horrified. She said that my uncle indeed had a sister who passed away at just 14 years old. She died because she got hit by a truck. Big wheels. Remember, that's what she told me. Eventually, I told my uncle about it. He showed me a picture of her, and yup, that was the girl. Ah. It was the same girl. <gasps> the end. Stop. Yup. That is crazy. She literally communicated with this person. And I wonder why it was this person. Yeah. Maybe this person's a sensitive and doesn't know. Could be. Wow. So, I'm yeah, speechless. anyways, that's that's my story. Imagine, I actually, one time on the way to you, almost got hit by, like, a 16-wheeler. Those, those trucks are scary, especially I get horrified because you have to think about it. If you're on the side of a truck, a lot of times it even says on the mirrors, like their rearview mirrors, it says if you can't see yourself in our mirrors, we can't see you. So a lot of times if I'm on the side of a truck, I will try to zoom past them to get in front of them or to like just get away from them because I'm always so scared that they're going to try to turn into my lane when they can't see me. I honestly hate big trucks. Oh. Like hate them, hate them, hate them. And I mean, to be honest, not okay. Not all truck drivers are reckless, but I have seen, I have had a fair amount of cases that I've seen with my eyes where I've seen trucks almost just slam into other cars because they don't even put their blinker on. Uh, they are either like they're about to miss their exit, and rather than just going past the exit and then trying to like UE back somewhere, like mm -hmm. legally, they just go and just go right like through like four lanes of traffic to get off their exit oh and i've seen that i've nuts. seen that happen it's nuts it's like they have no concept of the truck the death machine that they're driving and how there's other people on the road besides them what happened to me was this um this particular truck i shit you not was supposed to yield and didn't yield it I just was went merging right from one highway to another, and there are like three highways 
that merge into one at one point or like two highways that merge into one, I think on my way to you. And it was just going so fast. Like there was no one else on the road. It was unbelievable. I always hate when you're trying to merge onto a highway or onto a road and a car or a truck sees that you're trying to merge and they purposely speed up so that you can't go before them. Like, what is your problem with me? Why will you not just let me go? I don't know if this is just a New Jersey, New York thing, but people would rather you hit their car than let you merge into their lane. (laughs) It's nuts. It really is nuts. And now I'm saying it out loud, and I'm like, this is probably a New Jersey, New York thing because we're a bunch of assholes. That's my assumption. I think that's a fair, yeah. All right, now past asshole drivers, and now back to the scary, even more scary stuff. Uh, This is titled, A Very Stereotypical Ghost Story. They start off, I know, I hate this title too. (laughs) I've always always been a big believer in the paranormal. I loved researching them, taking the time to learn and study what specific types of entities do. Several years ago, when I was around five or six, my dad had rented a house in a small town in southern Idaho. The house was in the middle of a cornfield, and there was a long stretch of road it was on. This sounds like a fucking Stephen King novel. Okay, anyway. It, re- it really does. <laughs> or M. Night Shyamalan. All right. One Whatever night- it is, it's not good. It's definitely not it's good. It's no Judy Bloom. <laughs> definitely not. All right, one night I was in my room playing with my toys. My dad was brushing his teeth when through the corner of his eyes he saw a face in the bathroom's window. He ran out, told me to hide in his room against the window, took his gun, and went on a manhunt. He later came in and stated he had found nothing. He didn't tell me what had happened. A few years later, we were telling ghost stories by the campfire during a game of apples to apples when I finally got the whole story. My dad had been experiencing things for the entirety of the time he lived in that house. The most common was cupboards, drawers, and doors opening and closing. There would be occasional voices. Once he recounted my picture falling off the wall, the strangest he told me was the shuffling in the basement. Nothing in the basement could move. There weren't boxes, and everything was bolted down. He tried to explain it as mice, but we never saw one. The night he had seen the face, he went out and looked for whoever was looking into our window so he could protect the two of us. The window to the bathroom was easily 10 feet up, and no one could have escaped that fast without being seen, as the cornfield was barren for the winter. A year later, we moved out, and we were finally told the story of the house. According to a few people in town, a young man had crashed his car. When we went to the house, no one was home, and when he broke in there, there was no phone. He ended up bleeding out in that house. The house remained on the market for so long due to that one story. I thought this was interesting. I never felt in danger in that house, but I remember being terrified of the basement. Yet, I am still terrified of any basement. <laughs> the <laughs> end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that is, that sounds like a movie. I can picture the dad, like, in, like, his, like, tank top and sweatpants with, like, a gun and a cigar, like, yeah. patrolling the perimeter of the house. Can we talk about, for the longest time, okay, do you remember when we used to call, or, like, not us, but, like, other generations, used to call white tank tops white beaters? White beaters. I realized that a couple years ago. And, oh, same. And I was like, what the fuck are we saying right now? White beaters. I know. I realized that a few <laughs> years ago. I called it. I, I, I was like, yeah, like, just like a white beater. And then, I like, the words came out of my mouth, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is definitely not okay. And, okay, so to be fair, though, for the longest time, 
I thought that it was called a white beater, like W-H-I-T-E, and not like a white people that, beater. I that makes it, sense because they're white. Yes, and I put... They're white shirts. I took it as like it was called a white beater because it looked like the whites of eggs, and you beat <laughs> eggs. And so, <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't the brightest kid as growing up. So, then when I found out the whole time it was wife beater, I was like, all right, this is a lot worse than what I thought it was. <laughs> and this needs to stop. But, yeah, it's crazy, like, looking at words that we say that we learn from either parents or grandparents. And you don't think anything of it because you just grew up hearing it and you don't actually break down the word. And then as you get older and, like, you see, like, all these, like, social issues and things like that, and you're like... Holy fucking shit. This is like this is the problem is like people just aren't educated aren't educated because like they're just told things and they're influenced by what their parents or grandparents say and you don't think anything of it. You don't think that it's bad because you hear other people say it so you're like, "Oh, you know, this oh, is Oh, a white beater. Yeah, cuz it's just thrown out there. It's not said with any discretion. Yeah, sorry. That just when you when you explain that guy, I just perfectly thought of what the person looked like and then I just reminded myself of those things were called wife beaters for the longest time. <laughs> so messed up. But anything to do with, like, stories revolving cornfields, I just never like. Because cornfields freak me out. I just think really? you can never... Because every movie you see that involves cornfields, it's like you never are able to ever escape a cornfield. That that is true. Cornfields are deadly in horror films. Even in real life, when I go to corn mazes at the, the pumpkin patches, I am a little hesitant to go into them. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yes. I mean, I know it's it's definitely an irrational fear um, of mine that I just realized. I I just remember that I had. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like there. Even though if you looked over with like a helicopter or a drone, you could see the whole corn maze and like you would know where the person was i just like i get nervous that like i'm just gonna happen to trip into a portal that's in this corn maze and then i'm just gonna forever get lost that sounds terrible yeah great now i'm afraid of it too thanks rebecca (laughs) no problem as long as there's no birds in the cornfield you'll be fine oh god what if they like what if you like fall into like a bale of hay and like they peck your eyes out that's a you problem lily (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a you problem oh, oh god alright Lily what's your last story for today okay my last story is called cryptids in the midwest question mark question mark mm. I live in a small town in a rural area where there's not much to do but drive around last fall around 1 to 2 a.m. two friends and I were driving around aimlessly Um, our country roads equipped with slushies in hand from the only gas station that was still open just as we've done thousands of times before this sounds fun this time we'd turn onto a particularly desolate country road country road (laughs) i had to um one that we typically seem to subconsciously avoid for whatever reason We didn't notice we were on it at first. We were too busy talking about college and boys and whatever else was on our minds when my friend slammed on her brakes. A deer, a buck to be exact, trotted across the road. Innocent enough, right? That's what we all thought. Or rather, convinced ourselves as we sat in silence as we continued to drive. As soon as we got to a more familiar road, I let out a stifled laugh. I looked at my two friends 
and said, I think I'm going crazy because I literally thought that was a man running on all fours at first. I watched their faces fall. It turns out all three of us could have sworn that we had seen a man running on all fours across the street. But that doesn't make sense. It was clearly a deer. We all saw it on the other side of the road. We know it was a deer. So why did we all think the very same specific thing? I didn't think much of it until last night when I woke up in the middle of the night to see a deer standing in front of my suburban house looking into my window pretty far from any forests or fields. Obviously, deer are common and it's not rare for deer to wander out this way, but it reminded me of the incident from last fall. Has anyone else seen a similar, ex- had a similar experience? Again, I could totally just be overreacting. The end. Yeah, uh, this was a shapeshifter. For sure. Were there any comments? Um, the, all the comments were like, was this a cryptid or a shapeshifter? You know, like kind of suggesting that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely get a shapeshifter vibe. Yeah, me too. I think I think that the I think the experience explains enough. Like, I, there's nothing to add to that. I mean, the people that this person was with, they they saw it too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they all saw it, and they all thought it was a man, and then thought it was, and then saw a deer. So I feel like he probably started running to shapeshift, and then it turned into it because there has to be some kind of grace period of a shapeshifter before they actually yeah they need a transition so it's kind of like twilight when like jacob would be running and then all of a sudden he like morphs while he's running into his werewolf self yes taylor lautner what are you doing with your life now i'm just curious i haven't heard from you in a while i wonder what taylor lautner is up to do you remember when he was filming his movie in hackensack like years ago yeah so um, yeah, he filmed in Hackensack, like, on top of this bank, and it was, like, a, I forgot what the movie was called. I think it was out, but it didn't really do well, whatever. But it was, like, one of those movies, like, they're jumping around. It's kind of, like, parkour style. And okay. I remember, because, like, you guys can know this. I went to Hackensack High School, I went to Hackensack High School, and so they, when they were filming and found out that they were filming in Hackensack, we all were like, oh, my God, we have to go. This was... A couple of years after Twilight, so Taylor Lautner was still hot and, like, still, you know, looking good and, like, he was still popular. So okay. my friends and I, were like, camped out there to, like, see him. And probably for, like, the four hours we were there, five hours, saw him, like, 0.3 seconds, like, walking from his trailer to inside the building or something. Um, didn't even go out to take pictures or, like, signed autographs and I mean I get it because he was busy and he was you know filming um yeah but yeah and then like they filmed the movie and then no one ever heard of what happened to the movie and then I think it actually got released but it didn't do well so it like went right to on demand um (laughs) but yeah so that was my experience seeing Taylor Lautner and uh he did look good in person too guys for the 0.3 seconds I saw him he looked good but uh, I, I don't know what he's doing now so that just made me curious the things that pop up in my mind, you know? All right. My last, uh, my last experience is titled my only real experience. Hey all, this must've been over 10 years ago, but I still remember like it was yesterday. I was wondering if anyone had similar experiences or explanations, supernatural or otherwise. A brief backstory. The single story house I grew up in was built in 2000. My family are the only people who have ever lived in it. 
no haunted history or anything. My bedroom is next to the usually empty guest bedroom with a short hallway connecting those two rooms to the rest of the house. My point being, those rooms are isolated. So when I was growing up, my mother would sometimes walk down the hall to check on me and make sure I was asleep and not reading, as I was such a bookworm. She'd kiss my head and leave me, bu- leave me be if I was asleep or make me stop reading and go to sleep if I wasn't. Anyway. That's so pure. I know. Oh, I remember those days. Anyway, this one night I was actually trying to sleep and just wasn't tired for some reason. Just awake mentally, but my eyes were closed. I hear what sounds like my mother's footsteps come down that hallway and enter my room. I pretend to be asleep, expecting the kiss on the head and for her to walk away. But the footsteps come to the edge of my bed and just stop. No kiss, no movement, no other sound. A few minutes pass, and I could still feel an overbearing presence right next to my bed. But when I open my eyes, it's like nothing was ever there. I asked my mom the next day if she had checked on me, but she said no. She slept through the night. Never had any other paranormal experiences in that house before or since, but that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. It's so subtle, but so inexplicable. The end. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely uh, a weird thing, especially because I think growing up with people in your house, you always know people's footsteps, not even seeing them. Oh, yeah, you can tell who's walking down the stairs or in the kitchen or whatever just by the sounds they make. So it seems like this spirit tried to mimic the sound of the mom because they knew that this was what this person was expecting. Ooh, good point. But then was just staring at them for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but this person did open up their eyes and there was nothing there. So I, I don't know what this could have been or why this why the spirit was doing what they were doing. I think it's possible since it was a newly built house, there might have been a spirit in the house that was there before on the property. Uh-huh. Okay. And just letting them know, like, hey, this like, this was my property. I was here first. Um, yeah, just kind of scoping it out, okay. you know, checking out the new situation, seeing what's what. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like from this person from this person's writing that there was any follow up stories or anything weird that happened after that. So I don't know. I mean, it could be sleep paralysis. We can't we can't completely knock that out. Yeah, true. But um, this person seemed to be awake. He was just closing his eyes just because he didn't want his mom knowing he was still awake. So. Weird. weird. Weird, weird, weird experiences weird. today. All right. So on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 79. Thank you so much, Boo Things, for listening. And Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with before we shout out all our socials? I guess be careful when you go into a cornfield. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Everyone, follow us on Instagram at just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams, at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at... Just Ghouly Things Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to keep reminding you guys, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, review us. If you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, no big deal. Screenshot your favorite episode of ours, post it on your social media. Spread the word about Just Ghouly Things. It really does make a difference and helps us out a lot. 
So thank you in advance. And we will talk to you boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.